1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler.
3: CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. David Shepard's here. Pat Boyle's on the updates. We are honored and blessed to have your presence. And you could call the show at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. There were a few calls that we just had that I just want to follow up on. They were at the end of the hour, so you're a little pressed to really extrapolate all the information. I think that's the right word. Uh, Dave in Miami was wondering, after he called, I believe he called Kyle Shanahan the, uh, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, I think was the analogy. He wanted to know, like, is there a bench coach in football? And so you can have guys on your staff and you can have associate head coaches and all this different stuff. The 49ers specifically, they have a head coach. They have a run game coordinator who runs the offensive line. Uh, I'm looking for offensive guys. Somebody that could have told Shanahan about overtime and help him with the clock. They have a quarterbacks coach in Brian Greasy. You may know him. They have uh, Patrick Hagdorn is just the assistant to the head coach. So I'm not sure if that's assistant head coach or if that's assistant to the regional manager, sort of. Thing. It sounds like the second. Um, they have an offensive passing game specialist. You know the name Clint Kubiak? Yeah, how about that? Uh Anthony Lynn. Go go to your favorite team or just go to any random team's coaching page, and you're like, that's where that guy is. Anthony Lynn is the assistant head coach and running backs coach. So I guess he's the running backs coach, and maybe you could call him the the bench coach. But there's also another guy. Robert Turner Jr. that does running backs too. There's an offensive quality control coach. Two of them. Wow. They've got a lot going on. There's a coaching operations assistant. Oh, here we go. Austin August Mangin is the special teams quality control game management specialist. So perhaps there should be a bigger discussion on Austin Mangin's role In this game, and we can have that conversation at 855-212-4227. Greg in Michigan, Mr. Positive, was wondering about the Taylor Swift effect when it came to the Super Bowl ratings. I can actually share with you a little bit of information thanks to Ryan Glasspiegel of the New York Post. So the announcement was 123.4 million people watched this game a record not just for the Super Bowl, but for any event since the 1969 moon landing. Ratings were up 7% from last year's 115 million. 58.8 million women watched the Super Bowl. 58.8 women watched the Super Bowl. The most ever. That's an increase from nine last year. I know with, like, the Super Bowl and football and, like, if you would... If you listen to sports radio, you you hear a lot of male voices, and I've listened to a bunch of shows where like a female would call in, and the guys would be like, <laughs> "You like sport?" Like they just they just treat her and patronize her in the worst way possible, and so I would like to extend the invitation to any and all people that want to call in, uh, no matter what you identify as, you are welcome here on this program because you guys all watch football. Women make up 47% of the audience, the highest ever. Also young people watched 15 million viewers were in the 12 to 17 demo, which is up 6% from last year. Those demos not broken down by gender. The 18 to 34 demo had 23 million viewers. So, yeah, I I think that Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift alone, like how many people do do we think watch solely because of Taylor Swift? I would say it's at least 5 million people. 5 million people. If the ratings were up by 8 million, I would think 5 million at least. I mean, she's got a huge fan base. And I want to commend the CBS director and their whole production team because I thought they... They did a perfect job of showing Taylor Swift. Even even if you're someone who's like, ah, she's ruining football. I don't want to see her, which is absurd. And I really think was there was like a few. I, I feel like that was a small section of the population that some may have been doing it as a bit. And it got amplified. I feel like with how little they actually show her, it's not that big of a deal. And I can't think of one play I missed all season. And I'll tell you, when I see Travis Kelsey score, I'm like, oh, man, I want to see Taylor. Like, show me. Show me Taylor. Oh, it's a nerve-wracking situation. I wonder what Taylor's thinking. Because she's like, I was like, I know some at the game. Show them. If you had a buddy at the game, you'd be like, oh, I can, show my buddy. What's my buddy doing? I want to see what he's going through. They showed her 12 times. Ooh. 55 seconds. That's perfect. You got qu- Quantity quality, but not overexposure, but not overexposure. And I see some clips of, of Travis Kelsey. He's hugging her. He's saying, Oh, thanks for coming, baby. I'm so glad you made it. These two, these two, man. I don't know. This, this might be, this might be, uh, this might be locked in. This might be wedding town, USA. We will see. 855-212-4227. Uh, you don't have to talk about that. You, can talk about whatever you'd like regarding the Super Bowl, uh, or any other topic. Of course, we like to dabble. We're forty-eight hours removed from the big game, so a lot of you have Super Bowl on the mind, which is uh, fine with me. Christopher's in Maryland. What's up, Christopher?
4: Hey, hi. How you doing? How's Hey, everything? what's up? Yeah, uh, sorry, thank you. I want to point out three things. The first thing is the law of averages. Um, to counter, um, your 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 theory about the luck then yeah I was talking
3: about luck before right
4: yeah and then I want to talk about the um Flacco and Hamlin but I'll get to that later um the Chiefs (laughs) lost their left tackle right so he missed the Ravens game and he missed the Super Bowl um I felt in the first two quarters um the game was uneven handed the 49ers were winning the line of scrimmage because it was unbalanced. When Greenlaw got hurt, I felt like it became balanced.
3: In fact, okay, yeah, all right, that's fair.
4: Yeah, in the second half, I and mean, then, okay, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that later. The muff punt versus the illegal touchdown from the trick play, they cancel each other out because you can see that the uh, touchdown from the trick play, that was an illegal man, the referees missed it. Then, after the, then, they gave it right, then the 49ers gave it right back with the Muff punt. Um, so, well, what I'm saying here is that the 49ers still had a chance to win it. If they had stuck in the run game, because they still had destiny in their hands after the first quarter, after the, in the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter, after the Muhammad's interception, if they just bled the clock a little bit and got a third goal. Because I believe the Muff punt happened after that, right? Yeah. So they had run the clock, let it down a little bit, taking two yards here, three yards here, gotten three points, extend it. It may have been a totally different thing. And then also, I was thinking, too, a couple of days ago that Shanahan is too smart to take the ball first in overtime <clears throat> unless he didn't know the rules himself, okay? So that's another opportunity they lost there. Two opportunities they had to control their destiny, I want to get to the Flacco-Hamlin quickly and I'll get off. Um, I listened to Chef um, talk about how Hamlin, how Flacco didn't deserve something thereabouts and deserve to get the award. Um, I was thinking that Flacco, on the merits, deserved the award. Right. But what Flacco should have done was turn right back and awarded it to Hamlin on stage. I think the guest show alone... Would have meant more to Hamlin and the occasion itself, and even more to Death than Um, the award itself. I think that would have meant more than the award itself if he had done that. So with with that, yeah, yeah,
3: Christopher, thanks for the call. Um, with, with with that, I just don't think that you can do that. I just I don't think that you can do that. I understand, like sometimes people will win an award and they think somebody else should win it. You know, it's like if you ever go to an event now and you win a 50-50, you're like, you you paid because you wanted to win some money and also help out, but then you have to be like, oh, no, I got to. Like, I I was, there were some uh, squares, pools. You know, in the Super Bowl, you do the squares, pools. I hate to be this way, but I don't. (laughs) Mm. Sometimes I just feel like, should I? (sighs) And it wasn't, it wasn't like for like a, I don't know, it was just, it was for like a baseball team. Some guy's like, Hey, I'm doing a squares pool for my U10 baseball team. Okay. It turned out to be Alyssa Milano. And then she went to the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> They're doing a squares pool and it's like, Hey, half of this goes to the winner. And then half goes to funding our team going on vacation or to a tournament at that point. I don't want to win. Cause I'm going to feel like, ah, but I, this was a fundraiser. Like. So I'm saying I only want to play the squares pool with degenerates. I'll happily donate to your thing, but I don't want to feel like winning is taking away. You know what I'm saying? So I get why you do it. It's better. It's a great way. I get it. It's just, it's just weird. I'm saying this because when somebody wins an award and if they don't think they're deserving of it to give it to somebody else, I don't like, I don't like the precedent that sense uh, sets. I understand that. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, then why even have awards? Why don't we just, why don't we just give it to every? Why well, don't everybody get an award? You know, cause th- look, there's a comeback player of the year. Well, I don't want to really get into this tonight. I just kind of made it as a quick aside and now people are fired up about it. Uh, we did this the other day, um, but it's a weird award. It's a weird award. Look, they basically voters were choosing what's more impressive getting off your couch and winning five games with the Browns or almost being dead and then not being dead. I don't think that that shouldn't be in a Like those guys should never have been matched up against each other. They're like apples and oranges. You know, when people say that, well, it's comparing apples to oranges. That's a very similar comparison. Joe Flacco and DeMar Hamlin are not apples to oranges, apples to oranges. They're both fruit They're both round. They're both like a kind of a shade of color that looks the same. Like red's not that far from orange. Comparing apples and oranges is comparing two very like things. Oh, I would love if we could change this idiom. I hate it. I hate it. No, it'd be like comparing apples to screwdrivers. I'm not talking, see, I was thinking oranges. How about wrenches? It's like comparing apples to wrenches. Apples to wrenches? How do you compare those things? One's a tool and one's a fruit. Yeah, you can't compare them. They're totally different. Well, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Apples to oranges, they're, they're, they're like the same thing. Apple juice, orange juice. I can put, I can like juggle apples. I can juggle oranges. Now I wouldn't use a knife and look like a cool badass, like a pirate with an apple. I wouldn't do that with an orange. And normally at soccer games, when you're a young kid, you have orange slices and not apple slices, but you could, you could, you're not giving out, you're not giving out wrenches at halftime. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't know why I'm going into a whole open mic bit about this, but I just, this is something that's been deep within me. And I, I feel it's appropriate to share with not just any audience, but this audience specifically.
5: Chef, that can be one of the promos. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> I know we're doing three promos uh, every Monday and Thursday. Should I just sneak this one as a Thursday? Oh yeah, this is this is a good one. Okay. I, I'm very happy with this one. <laughs> there you go.
3: This, this, this is because this is how I want to be known. All right. I, and I and I want I want that I want that out in the world. I want to accomplish a few things. I don't just want to come here and talk sports for four hours. I want to change lives. And the other day I was saying, let's kill QBR. Let's go quarterback rating. Uh, That's minor. I'd rather have this one. Apples to oranges. Get rid of it. All right. Joe's in Florida. Joe, your task is to bring us back to sports.
6: (laughs) Bro, let me try to turn the train around. My goodness. You just went on a nice little rant too. And I, I enjoyed your reference to The Office earlier. Oh, um, thank I you. I, li- I like to sneak yeah, them in like a little to... bit, yeah. I've been on a Curb Your Enthusiasm kick lately. That's another great one.
5: Oh, great. Um, you guys like season 12, yeah, though? Is that really something amazing. to write home about? What, the new season? Yeah, I mean, re- I mean, really? You guys think this is a good season so far? I,
3: have, I haven't seen the new season.
6: I haven't, I haven't necessarily watched that yet. I've watched bits and pieces of it, but I got like this 24-7 channel uh, and um, it's like it constantly plays it like so it's just I'm always watching it but I want to talk a little bit like about this Kelsey thing um, a couple things if I can I mean people forget like I don't know if it was a Raider game or if it was early in the playoffs it was the Chiefs were struggling and Reed did the same exact thing to Kelsey he bumped them. And that's just the kind of the relationship that they have. But, like, Tom Brady was a lunatic, right? But that's what winners do. Michael Jordan was a lunatic, meaning, you know, he'll swing on a – he punched Steve Kerr in the face. He, he was fighting with players all the time. Um, the goal was to win, and, and, and guys lose their mind in that moment. And Kelsey just wanted to be on the field, and I don't think people understand that part of it. The other thing I want to talk about that I don't really like is a lot, cause there's so much hate out there. Like, you know, people always make fun of Mahomes' frog, you know, his voice and Kermit and, <laughs> and the healthy yeah. thing and the abuse. the abuse. And he's, you know, he's going to beat up Taylor now because he bumped Reed. He actually tripped. He didn't mean to do it. But I just think people should sit back. First of all, they should be doing, there's enough hate in the world. We don't need it. But. Like, just enjoy the greatness. Like, I'm not, I'm not a Kansas City, but he is a great player. He is a winner. Um, there he's, he's well spoken is Mahomes. He doesn't get in trouble. He's a husband. He's, he's a all these things. Like, why are you hating on him? It just doesn't, I, I don't like it. I don't like the way people act and they got all the answers. Um, and I do want to say one more thing. and I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. For president 2024,
3: <laughs> thank you for taking the call. All right, yeah that that uh, you, th- that's the uh, <laughs> the one because I said the other day I don't want to talk about any of this presidential stuff or any like I don't anything I don't even come close to it. Shep for president is is, is allowed. I, I will go. Uh, and you're of age requirement, um, thirty seven. So you yeah hit okay, right, right. uh, the thirty five. Okay, U.S.
5: born, cut. U.S. born, U.S. born. Yes, yes. Oh,
3: okay, okay, okay. Made the cut. Made the cut. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, I think yeah, all right. 212 855-212-4CBS. More coming up CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's the Bart Winkler show on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Let's talk to Daniel in Chicago. Oh, Daniel.
0: Hey. How you doing?
3: What's up, man?
0: I'm doing good. I'm going to give you another name now. You are a man of respect. Because the way you talk to people, you give respect to people. And it's vice versa. So that's why I'm giving you, you are a man
2: of respect. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
3: CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler. Shep's here, as is Pat Boyle. We'll hear from him. Coming up in a few minutes with the update again, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. It is time for our Navy Federal Credit Union Defensive Player of the Week. This is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. There is a play that we want to highlight. It came in the third quarter of the Super Bowl with about two minutes and 42 seconds left. It sounded like this
7: 49ers got pressure in the middle, and he got of the way here. It'll bounce, and that Richie James Jr. fumbled the ball, and the Chiefs have it what? inside the 9 or 20 yard line. Why is Ray Ray McLeod trying to pick the that Ray ball? Ray up? Ray McLeod. Ball hit the ground. And then Ray-Ray McLeod went to grab
2: the ball, and he fumbled the ball. There's Chiefs everywhere. Jalen Watson
3: recovers. So it's Jalen Watson. He had the recovery, and he will be our Defensive Player of the Week. That courtesy of the Niners Radio Network. The Defensive Player of the Week, as mentioned, brought to you by the Navy
5: Federal Credit Union. Learn more at Navy Federal. .org. So very quickly, Bart, uh, speaking of defense, you and I are going to have to play defense right now because literally our call line just dropped. So if you were on hold, just know that call right back. We're going to get you on. Uh, sometimes that, that happens. Happened. What, 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 why? Well, I don't know. How, how does that happen? I have no idea. It's never happened. I we're know not, to It's happened defense. twice now. I, I, know. <laughs> I know.
3: Which <laughs> is <laughs> a shame because you yeah. we played that little clip yep. of Daniel in Chicago. Yes. And Daniel in Chicago was on hold. I know. All
5: right, they're calling and so back. I was going to yeah.
3: go to Daniel in Chicago. So you do what you need to do. Yes. Um, I'm there. Call. Yes. Man, that was one of the fumble recoveries for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they had fumbled a bunch on their own. Mahomes fumbled twice in this game. Those would be the low snaps. Remember, there was that toss back to Pacheco. Uh, he was able to recover that. He actually lost a fumble as well. Richie James, Rasheed Rice. There was a lot of fumbles in this game, and there were seven of them. To be uh, fully transparent, and six were recovered by the Chiefs. So there was a lot going on in this game, a lot of things that happened, and that's what I talked about with luck a little earlier. Um, to go back to the last call, where I'm I'm not saying like the Chiefs won because they got lucky. I'm I'm not. I mean, they won. There were plays where they got lucky but they also made really good plays. This happens in every NFL game ever. The margins are so thin sometimes. You know, some games are blowouts, what have you, but the margins are so thin sometimes. And why I bring that up is because the narratives and the butterfly effect of things that happened that are going to happen, the legacies we talk about, all this stuff, when you look back at when they were formed It's like the bounce of a football changes things. If that muff punt doesn't happen, the Niners get the ball. Chiefs don't score. Remember, they scored on the very next play, which was the right move. So whenever you get a big play like that, you always got to go end zone right away. You always got to go end zone. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who like, that was like a textbook catch. He's like, okay, put your hands out. Do the little diamond thing catch this football, and then fall down. I'm not dropping this football. The catch against the Ravens. Was it the Ravens? It was like that, too. It was like, okay, I'm falling down, but I'm going to catch this football. I've had problems dropping it before, but I'm going to secure this thing. I I will not be the reason we lost this football game. I will not be a scapegoat in any way, shape, or form. I have to say scapegoat now. I can't just say goat. You used to be able to say goat, and you would realize, oh, the goat is someone who stinks. But we correctly changed it to, or we happened to change it to good. Just like how bad used to be bad, and then it was good in the 90s. It was like, oh, you're so bad. But now I think, I don't think anyone says that anymore. I think that was just, I think that was left. I think Y2K got that one. That was the one thing it did get. 855 212 So what I'm saying is, all of these things that we ever talk about, Tom Brady's the best ever, Kyle Shanahan's a choker, Andy Reid is up there now. Patrick Mahomes, like, a lot of these things. Maybe football, as much as any sport. A couple bounces the other way, and Seattle won that Super Bowl against New England. A couple bounces the other way, and the Atlanta Falcons have a Super Bowl against New England. These are all going to be, like, New England examples. Uh, Mario Manningham doesn't make that catch. David Tyree, more Super Bowls for New England. There are are these plays where it's just crazy in football when you think, especially the Super Bowl, when you think of the Super Bowl, you don't think of like, oh, he hit that guy in stride for 55 yards. It was a touchdown. Or, oh, it was a great 25-yard run. It's, oh, it was the most inexplicable play I've ever seen, and if you tried to practice it, you would fail forever and quit. Like, these are the kind of plays – that are determining the winners of Super Bowls and therefore determining legacies. It's, it's pretty nuts. Sammy is in Maryland. Hello, Sammy.
7: Hey, buddy. Um, I have a change the world idea. I, I'm, I'm a pickleball coach, one of the best around. I travel a lot, so I don't sleep. That's why I'm listening to your program. I'm gonna have So a, a self-appointed
3: best-in-the-world pickleball coach travels the world, doesn't sleep. All
7: right. Okay. Yeah, let's hear okay. it. I, I, have, I have a, a world-changing idea. I, I'm also pretty smart. The world-changing idea on April 1st is going to be People's Equilibrium Day. They have Women's Liberation Day. We're going to have People's Liberation Day. The first idea is that men are no longer going to have to pay for dinner on the first date. They're not going to have to pay. It's going to be equal. Everything's Dutch. Men are no longer going to have to pay. That's one idea. I'm going to announce the idea, a preview idea, on your show every month.
3: Um, quick question. What show do you think you called into? No, to the
7: Bert Winkler, Bart Winkler show. <laughs> the Bart Winkler I slow I listened WJFK. I listened to the junkies. I, I, ah. I, I knew
3: Ken Beatrice. Okay, I'm just I'm just wondering why 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 No, and also uh, yeah, and I,
7: I you you mentioned on your show you want world-changing ideas. I have world-changing ideas, and I'm going to preview I them did? on your show every month. The first idea is that it's going to be uh, uh men no longer need to pay for dinner on the first date. Women say they want to be equal. Let them pay. Let them pay for their own stuff.
3: Don't you think? I mean, e- e- even even Sammy, even if that was a rule, the man's still going to, they're going to, they got to pay. No, no, that's that No, nah, you got to pay. Let's change it.
7: Ah, but even if it changed, it's still. Have you to... every month. I'm going to call you every month. You can accept my idea or not, but I'd like to present it on your show because you're a communicator and you'll listen to my ideas. Yeah, he, knows you to, he, he knows how to it, buddy you up. You got
3: to give him that. Through. All right, Sammy, uh, you can go ahead. Thanks for the call and do that. Um, so there we go. I'll, I'll, I'll let Sammy present an idea. Um, I, I thought he was calling Art Bell or somebody. I don't.
5: <laughs> well, Bart. That, I mean, that, that's very kind of you. But you have to admit, like, if you're gonna call with a groundbreaking, all-encompassing idea once a month, it has to be. It has to be better than that. It has to be better than that. If what about a
3: sports platform, idea? Like, yeah. there shouldn't be automatic first downs. On defensive holding penalties.
5: Correct. That's or, a good idea. That's a really, that's a really good idea. That's yeah. A, automatic first right. downs is junk. Or, or if you get a, if a ref makes a um, a wrong call in the NBA, a coach gets more than one challenge if that coach is right. Yeah. He shouldn't be. You shouldn't forfeit a, a one challenge you get per game because a ref stinks it up. Ed Malloy, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. if there's a foul called on Jalen Brunson against Houston, and it's an offensive foul, yet it's called on Jalen Brunson with 0.3 seconds left. There should be some kind of eye in the sky, which makes something very obvious come to fruition and not have the ref be bailed out by a two-minute report at the end of the game. That should be a, a once-a-month reporting that we do. But, I mean, this whole Dutch thing, you're not going to win over any lady if you want to – I'm just their, saying,
3: yeah. even if you change it, it's not going to change. Yeah. There should be another – here's another one. Yeah. We, we tried it for a few years. Get the DH out of the National League. Get it out. Get it out of there. There needs to be two separate. Come on. What are we doing? If you're if you're still going to have American and National League, and not have any different rules between them, then let's change the whole thing. And the Yankees and the Mets and the Red Sox and the Phillies and Toronto can all play in one division. Like change it. Okay. Cubs, White Sox, Brewers. Twins, Tigers, their
5: division. Bart, if you intentionally tank to get a high draft pick, you do not get that high draft pick.
3: Yeah, well, that's how do you tell? Oh, come on, yeah. You should be. You should be. If you win thing. the Super Bowl, you also get the number one pick. Wow, mm-hmm.
5: that's a that's a good one.
3: I mean, Wait, yeah. Hey, everybody. Nobody. Nobody likes free handouts, right? We're always. And then what is? What are all these leagues doing? Oh, you're down on your luck? Here you go. Here's the number one pick.
5: Yeah, so members, of your, uh, members that you're close with will not appreciate this, but if you are a top basketball player in the world, you cannot join another top basketball player in the world that won 73 games the previous year. That should be a rule in sports. Mm. But what if they did need Durant? To beat LeBron. No, 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 no. Steph Curry wants to make a behind-the-back turnover passes. Steph Curry wants to go one of six from the field in the fourth quarter. Draymond Green wants to lose his mind in game number four. They mm-hmm. should have won that be- They weren't beating LeBron they- again. They- that LeBron-Kyrie combo, uh-huh. that LeBron-Kyrie uh-huh. combo was as... Bart. Dominant uh, as we've seen. You and I remember it as clear as day, even though it was eight years ago, okay? Let me tell you something. They got up 3-1 in that series for a reason. And then Steph Curry and Klay Thompson took their foot off the gas pedal. Draymond Green decided to lose his mind in Game 4, so he wasn't available for Game 5. The Warriors were better than the Cavaliers, even in 2016. They should have won that series. They didn't need Kevin Durant to get another title. Uh,
3: Another idea changed since we're on the topic Brian Windhorse should not have a platform to communicate <laughs> NBA MVP discourse.
5: Okay. Now, I saw you tweet that. Can can we can we play that at some point in the show tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, this son of a... All right. He's leaving Giannis out of the top five? You know what that is? That's just him pandering and, and kowtowing to uh, a guy that made his career 21 years ago. Let's just call a spade a spade.
3: Yeah, so I got I'm I'm like the one guy in the Midwest that has some, like... Ability to talk to anybody, so I got to like start barking about this, and it's gonna. Oh, someone! Oh, Bart, you have Midwest bias. I wouldn't have Midwest bias if you left Giannis off the top five. <laughs> That's terrible. For the MVP.
5: That's terrible. So I, so I do like Sparkle every week, um just to like quiz myself on NBA to keep up with it. And I can tell you, in every major category, it's Jokic and Giannis, like in the top three of everything. So you can't. Now, what, what hurts? What, what hurts, John, is you're not going to love this. But what kind of hurts his reputation right now is that he has gotten rid of two coaches in the last seven months. That hurt, that hurts his reputation to some degree. No, part. no, it does. No, I'm, that's I'm, an I'm not, East Coast bias. Well, no, it's a national bias because that's no, the case. East and Coast. if you're that great, you're like you gonna, just brought up that Knicks game, I promise you, yep. nobody
3: outside of nobody outside of New York City knew, knows what you're talking about. You guys are all bent out of shape oh, about this Knicks all, game all, all, all and this protest. All, there's oh, there's hey. a pro- oh, a team lost that you weren't happy. Oh, hey. That happens all the time. Boyle, what do you want? Take it easy over <laughs> there talking about my Knicks. You're always yeah, have you, your you, updates you. about this stupid protest <laughs> that ain't getting changed.
5: I didn't barely even mention it. I didn't even mention it last hour. I want to mention it now, though. Oh, well, I don't want to hear tease. it. That's a good tease right there, Papwell. If anybody with eyes and ears... Watch that highlight last night. That was the worst call in the history of the sport. Oh,
3: all right. The worst call in the history of the sport was when the basketball went off Justice Winslow's fingers, Duke against Wisconsin in 2015 in the national championship game. That was the worst call in the history of the sport.
5: What else? And another Midwest team.
3: Hey, someone's got to pay attention to us. All you guys,
5: all you guys just fly over
3: us to get to Las Vegas when I get to LA, all your little Hollywood parties. Well, we're we're here in the Rust Belt and the Great Lakes and the farm towns, and we're making this country run. I thought you guys were the Corn Belt. Corn Belt too. Yeah, we're making this country run here. By the way, so whoever way, just, just for, whoever sorry. was all up in me yeah. about Midwest bias the other day, you're damn right. I got a Midwest bias. Bart,
5: just very quickly, and Pat's going to attest to this. I guarantee you, outside of Milwaukee. No one in their right mind knows what arena that place is. Nobody. If you mention the name Madison Square Garden, everybody knows So you're comparing who that
3: the is. literal most famous yeah. place in sports that- with an arena that was built like five months but
5: ago. Part of the reason, but part of the reason why that is the most famous arena is because the Knicks, even going back to the early seventies, are arguably the greatest team to ever exist. The way they played the game in nineteen seventy 1970 and nineteen seventy-three, that's carried over for the last sixty okay. years.
3: All right, all right. To your logic, let's quiz people on where the Giants play compared to where the Green Bay Packers
5: play. Well, I bet you a lot of people know that one because it's the same thing. Well, yeah. Well, Green Bay, but Green Bay is much different than the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are not a national brand. The Packers are. I'm
3: they're not no, arguing. They're here. not Bart.
5: I don't. I don't even know what you're arguing. Well, no. What I'm arguing is you, you're you're alluding to the fact that the Knicks in that call wasn't relevant and pertinent to anybody outside of New York. What I'm telling you is the Knicks are a national brand. The Bucks are not. I'm not saying they. I'm not saying they, sh- they should. No, you're be. right
3: because they beat the crap out of the Nuggets last night. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's a fair point. What happened tonight? <laughs> I'm DVRing the game. Don't uh, don't talk about it in your update, please. Do not mention it in your update.
2: I'm I don't want me- the world. I'm gonna
5: mention it. I'm gonna mention a Marquette. So you're gonna get a whole Midwest update for you, here, Bart. Okay. All right. And here is that update.
2: It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show on
3: CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. What an update from our guy, Pat. Well done. Let's get to our guy, Cell in South Carolina. Hey, man. Bart, what's going on? Hey. What's up?
0: It's a legendary night. Legendary night. You got Bart in here, Chef. And Pat Boyle all on at the same time. This is crazy. Hold on. So this got to be permanent. Is this? Is this? No offense to Marco Belletti, but Pat Boyle, you my guy. Pat Boyle is my guy.
3: Well, I, I think offense what? taken to Marco. Yeah, we love we love Marco. We love everybody.
0: Wow. Yeah, we love everybody. But Pat Boyle, that's my guy. Hey.
3: Uh no, know, there, there's Boyle. There's Boyle heads. That's fine. Hey, Big win
0: for Syracuse tonight over those Tar Heels. Judah mentions the truth. I'm surprised we haven't lost him in the transfer portal. Uh, I don't think we're going to make the tournament, though. But, uh, look, 49ers, this overtime thing, how, as a head coach, how don't you know the rules to, to the overtime situation? Like, I don't understand the excuses. to the Because Andy Reid, they were saying that Andy Reid was practicing for the situation, that if they were to get the ball first, and scored that they was going to go for two anyway, that they were practicing for this the whole time. So I don't understand how, as a head coach, you don't know the
3: rules to overtime. Well, you either don't think that it's ever going to come up or you just don't pay attention to that kind of detail. And I think for the Chiefs, it was something that happened because of them, that game they had against Buffalo, so they were hyper-aware of it. But still, I mean, you have to be, you have to be aware of the rules. Um, You know, the the rules when the NFL sends rule changes, you know, the coaches and these teams have to they have to read these packets. You can't just accept the terms and conditions here like you do every time you download a new app. Okay, you got to read this stuff in case it matters. And in the Super Bowl, it did.
0: Yeah. And that's why Andy Reid is just a genius, man, because he pays attention to everything. Hey, did I hear did I hear Mr. Negative turn
3: into Mr. Positive tonight? Uh Mr. Negative, uh that would be Dave in Miami, called and seemed to make nice with Greg in Michigan, Mr. Positive, but then Dave tweeted at me not too long ago that says I don't squash beefs. So I'm not okay. sure where I'm not sure where we're at in in that collar on collar crime right now.
0: Okay, well, I thought we were all together then. But anyway, since we're being positive tonight, I just want to send the love to the whole 10-2 crew, right? Mr. Positive, Mr. Negative, my boy CeeLo, or should I say Clo, uh, Connor (laughs) and Callie. Hey, Connor and Callie, I found out you were 16 yesterday. My respect for you went up, my boy. I agree with Bart. I agree with Shep. If this is something you want to do, you go ahead and do it. I definitely think you got the potential. Peace and love to the whole 10-2 crew. Hey, let's keep this thing going, though. Y'all boys have a good night.
3: Jeez, Cell is hired Sel. as a hype man. Um, Connor, I'll come to you in a couple of minutes here, but uh, so stay up. But, uh, yeah, Sel, he's a good hype, good hype man for the show. I like that. Get him hired. All right, I got Elvis in Alabama here. What's up? What's going on, Bart? Hey.
8: Hey, man. Hey, listen, I'm listening to the show, enjoying it. But, man, when Shep starts talking stuff that he don't know at all, I got to call. All right, my first question to Shep would be, dude, how old are you? Okay, because I'm old enough to have watched the Knicks right. in the early 70s, so Elvis, and I'm telling you, Elvis, they're Elvis, not anywhere near
5: one of the best teams in NBA history. So, Elvis, let, me, let, so Elvis, let me answer your question. So, I, I, I'm respecting you, and you show the same respect for me, so let me just oh, tell wow. you this. I'm th- first of all, first of all, I'm 37 years old, probably not as old as you are. You sound young, but probably not as old as you are. With that being said, I am a host at SiriusXM NBA Radio, meaning... I am the host for the sponsor station of the NBA. I think I'm qualified to talk about the history yeah. of the sport. Thank you.
8: Yeah, I'm. I'm if you're qualified. Nah, that was a I'm, hammer. My God. The Knicks in
5: the early That's season. like if you step wait on second, an ant, second, every ant second, ever comes Just and very quickly, Elvis, and Tears down Elvis, the house. Elvis, Elvis, name me their starting five in 10 seconds. Go. Name me the Knicks Godfrey, starting five in 73, Willis please. Reed.
8: Willis Reed. Yep. Uh, Clark Frazier, yep. Earl Monroe, yes. Bill Jackson, and Bill Bradley.
5: Phil Jackson was not a starter. It was actually Dave DeBusschere. You lose all credibility with me when you want to talk about great all-NBA teams. Because the Knicks, I'm not saying right, they were the most five talented, five Elvis. Elvis, uh, and, Elvis and you had Dick Barnett coming off the bench, and obviously you had Henry Bibby on that team too, Red Holzman, the great head coach. I'm not saying they're the most talented team. What I the, the team they played in 73 with Weston, Goodrich, and Chamberlain, they were more talented. The team they played in 70 when Elgin Baylor was on the squad and his knees didn't force him into early retirement, they were the more talented team. But when you talk about cohesion, when you talk about the Knicks' ability to play better than the sum of its parts, they are the greatest team ever assembled because they got the most out of themselves and they played the ultimate team basketball. That's my I point. Got one more, I got
8: one more question for you, Chef. Yes, sir. are Are you uh, I'm not gonna say Native New Yorker. Are you a native whatever that you know tri-state area? Are you from that area?
5: Yes, sir. And by the way, you actually turned out to be more respectful than I thought, so I appreciate you. I don't think that yeah. you've been that respectful.
8: What? No, you're, you're screaming at this hey, guy. I, I didn't realize that I had called into the chef show.
3: Well, like, it's the yeah, Bart Winkler whatever. show. Oh, the, well, you asked you asked that's him that's a question. You called about him,
8: of course. That's you that's called my my about old.
3: him. God. Yeah, what what do you <laughs> want? What do you want <laughs> Meaning to just step on the toe? Thanks, Elvis. And you called specifically to talk to him, and then Shep's like, "All right." I've been, I've been sporkling. I've been laid up doing, I've been up oh. late doing these late night sporkles. No. I'm finally ready what, to get this what, what, 1972 what happened, lineup out there. What happened
5: was this person thought he'd get the best of me. He didn't. He was kind of stopped in his tracks. And then when he realized he was also wrong about this, he then had to go back to, well, wait a minute. I meant to call Bart. meant to talk to him. It's his show. And Chef just made me look like an idiot on national radio. So maybe I should stop. Elvis, nothing but love in Alabama. I'm just giving you a hard time. Thanks for the call.
3: All these people are like, man, Travis Kelsey, he bumped Andy Reid. There was a lot more aggression from you there than I saw from Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl.
5: No. I'm just, I'm just going back and forth Fired with a
3: that's all. All right. More from you guys, if you dare. CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,